Welcome to this episode of Synthetic Androgynous Necromongers. <laughs> Let's unpack that for right. a bit there. That Let's, one was what, worth what is, being a surprise. That, is, that was Can worth being a surprise. Define Necromongers? Yeah, so yeah. Um, it, it, this, is, this was from uh, Leon Wilmarns uh-huh. on uh, Instagram, at Leon Wilmarns, unless your Instagram is actually at Leo N. Wilmarns, and then I'm just, I'm not sorry, dude, that's weird, but... Uh, he sent me synthetic androgynous necromongers mm-hmm. saying, quote, in keeping with the movie sci-fi bend. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, necromongers is something I, I haven't, we haven't heard yet for N. Androgynous yes. is uh, uh, also something yes. I don't think we've heard. Topical. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and synthetic might be the first time we're using synthetic. Uh, Let if, boys be feminine. Armin. If anyone is listening, we've done this maybe 10 full episodes. Uh-huh. So it's not a ton of work. But if you want to go back and make a spreadsheet <laughs> so we can actually keep track of how often each word shows up, that would yes. be fucking fantastic. So good, good delegating there, Armin. Yeah, just, uh, just crowdsource that shit. Androgynous yes. necromongers. Uh, Bogart Brothers, what the fuck is a necromonger? Uh, well, I have no idea. I know what a necromancer is. You know, yeah. that's that's like from, you know, fantasy stuff for nerds. Um but then you add a monger in there. Who knows? That's got to be from a thing, probably. Uh, but if you work backwards, so we're starting with a necromonger. Uh, that is our noun. That is so we're we're dealing with a necronaut monger. He's a synthetic necromonger, though. So there are in fact authentic necromongers, but this one has been synthesized through some sort of process, <laughs> and oh, then fuck. simultaneously, it's tough to tell if this synthetic ne- necromonger is a, is a is a boy necromonger or a lady necromonger and we honestly think he's probably riding that line because he hates his father uh, so <laughs> that's a synthetic necromonger what was the, mi- ne- the necro- androgynous so necro it's he he sees it with an u so he said necromonger monger necromonger oh. i believe is from the uh, the fantastic mm-hmm. vin diesel led <laughs> Um, uh, in Riddick? the in the eyes of darkness, Riddick. Mm. Oh yeah, oh. I actually kind of like that. That, that was my Riddick oh shit movie. that yeah. I just I was, I was like, let me let me yeah. search Chronicles this Necromonger yeah, thing. The, oh, oh fuck. Oh, so he is. Oh, the, so the bad guy, the Colm played by Colm Fiore in the uh, Riddick movie. And you know um, who else was in that movie? Thandy Newton from Westworld. Continue. Yep, yep, yep. And her best performance ever. Best. Uh huh. And Vago is played by uh, one very handsome man who constantly looks like a different person. Not Timothy Oliphant, but the other one. Right? Uh, yeah. Who's the other one? Oh, uh, J- uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm just <laughs> the guy, so the guy from the guy from Transformers. What's his name? Exactly. Yeah, the other Timothy Oliphant. The other Sorry, Timothy I wasn't paying Oliphant. attention. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, no, what I was paying attention to was uh, you were saying is necromongers. And the only the, the the first thing that pops up is did you mean necromonger? Followed by that, <laughs> it's an urban dictionary entry uh, that uh, misspells the Chronicles of Riddick as <laughs> <laughs> the Chronicles of Riddick. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, That's yeah, fantastic. Uh, I'm just assuming it was a typo there. Well, we're talking. Uh, we're talking Diesel today. Is his name Josh something? Josh Jamel, yes. Oh yeah. Oh right. okay. That he guy. Is, uh-huh. He does play Vago in that movie, right? Or am I thinking of someone completely idea. different? I don't know what character name you're referring. I'm to. Just gonna guess the, the, I'm just going to guess that you're guy. wrong, and it's Not Carl the, Urban instead. I'm it just is throw. Carl Urban. <laughs> oh my god. The <laughs> other. The other. Conscious pull. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Josh Jamel and Carl Urban have nothing in common. They both nothing remind at all me of in Timothy common. Oliphant. 
No, they don't. <laughs> You're lying. Well, I'm telling you my no, interpretation. Listen, of course. guys. Listen, guys. It's just it's simple math. You have uh, if Carl Urban minus Josh Dumal equals one Timothy Oliphant. You see, correct? Because Carl math. Urban is the greatest of them all. Yes. He's uh, far more interesting than both of the aforementioned actors. Yeah. The least interesting is Josh Duhamel. Yes. So if you take Carl Urban and subtract Josh Duhamel, yes, you do get a Timothy Oliphant. I'm a fan of the Timothy Oliphant. He's um, fine. I like him. He does was, good stuff. I haven't it, seen that Justified show, though. I People say it it's was, good. Was I think it was Timothy Oliphant who was in The Office... And they kept making jokes about how he looks like Josh Duhamel, or was it Josh Duhamel that was? In, I think it was Timothy Oliphant because he, was, he, I think he's the better actor of the two. Oh, interesting! I had no wow. idea that that I was feel out like there. You, in the you world. got way deeper into the office than anyone else at this table. Yeah. Uh, you, that's your loss. That's, that's yeah. all of your losses. That's a terrible critique you just made. I'm. Is that a you're opening a can? You're, you're entering a world of pain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have seen like four episodes of The Office. Ever, like, so I, 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 think I, I think I wound up around like, I don't know, season five or so is about where I tapped out. Uh, it gets it gets bad in the last two seasons. It doesn't match the melanin content. Yeah, you're right. As, <laughs> as the whitest hipster I know, I'm yeah. shocked that you're not an office savant. Uh, uh-huh. uh, uh, I mean, spe- speaking of related things that also could potentially tie back into fitness, extensive preface, I'm actually watching Parks and Rec for the first time. It was Kara's favorite show. We're watching it together. Made it, I've made it to season five, and it's interesting to see the changes in Chris Pratt's body, because mm. I thought of him as fat guy, and then he gets all jacked, but he, he kind of, in the first First season of Parks and Rec, he's kind of like the doughy, sloppy, handsome guy. He's like the beer-drinking, flannel-wearing, whatever, but he's still vaguely good-looking. And then, and I'm like, oh, he wasn't as fat as I remember. But then by season five, he gets fatter. He's he's on a a trajectory not to Star-Lord. He's on a trajectory... To uh to Chubtown the Jack whole Black. five season yeah he is and like season five he is like big stomach round face the whole thing and so now I'm just waiting in suspense for when the the turn happens and all of a sudden he gets super jet but it's very inspiring because I'm looking yeah. at his body in season five and I'm like <laughs> Jesus Christ like he looked like that at one point you know that's the kind of inspiration yeah, I yeah it helps when uh you know you get paid like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars yes. for the opportunity to then say become Star-Lord. Yes, but what I, I think is more, more than thousands. Yes. Well, at the, like at the time, bucks. his per-episode thing was thousands. Thousands of thousands. He now gets millions. He gets $5,000. Can, um, uh, can, can we look at the other perfect example of someone who's gone from like lovably chunky to fat and mm. then back to jiggity-jacked? Travis and Williams? That would be... Well... <laughs> Travis Williams, of course. That Jared would Anderson. actually bring it back to fitness. So would Jared Anderson. Oh, yeah, exactly. But huh? um, uh, Mac from It's Always Sunny. Oh, oh yeah. right. Have oh, you yeah. seen him recently? That yeah. fucking picture, what was it, from like from Pride From the Gay or Pride Parade, yeah. yeah. From oh, Philly is he shredded Pride. now? He is, he is shredded. It's fucking mm. insane. He's like, like, like the kind of shredded where you've got like veins on your abs He's and like shit. gay guy shredded. Like yeah, he's, that, he yeah, was at Pride sense, yeah. and he was like, he was just like fucking tan. He had a perfectly lined beard. Yeah. yeah. What's that guy's name again? Rob. Rob, Rob McElhaney. Rob, that's yeah. too much to Google. I just want to see that picture mm-hmm. now. Yeah. I'm he's not he's even hella shredded. And saying. I just think it's really funny that, uh, you know, they, they spent like eight seasons of, or nine seasons of It's Always Sunny with him cultivating mass. Yes. Well, and it finally <laughs> fucking paid off. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, anyway, speaking of finally fucking paying off. Yeah. Uh, we are recording this on Monday night. By the time you guys are listening to this, the CrossFit Games will have already started, 
and would be a day or so deep. And by so, the time we convene again, it will already be over. And by the time we get to talk to each other, it'll already be over. So us talking about the CrossFit Games is uh, very masturbatory. We're still going to do it, yes. but it's you know it it serves little to no purpose. It's, it's entirely possible that this is the last one that we record while there's more than Matt Fraser <laughs> left alive of the CrossFit Games athlete. That is correct. Mm-hmm. That's day one. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, I am now predicting a bike crash in the first event for Matt Fraser. He's out. Oh, uh, someone else take it. I sure fucking hope not because I, I don't hope. I hope that that's not how he goes out. But here's here's what we're talking about. <laughs> Individual <laughs> the worst. <laughs> <laughs> the worst possible. I mean, covered him. No, everything of, you said was true. <laughs> none of them would like slow down. Nobody would no, try no. to swerve. They'd well, be like. Yeah. So here's the thing. Here's what it is. It's a individual event one is what is called a clitoris. I mean, a uh, clitoris, a criterium, a crit. A crit. It's called mm-hmm. a crit. Yes. Uh, and it's called the vagina monologues. <laughs> it's called it's called a crit, which is uh, some sort of like closed course mm-hmm. multi lap bike race. And in this case, we're gonna have forty people, forty men, and then forty women all doing the race. Uh, at once so it's 40 people per heat and it's 10 rounds of about a 1200 meter lap Mm. around the the grounds of the fucking alliant energy center in madison 1200 meters in Uh case you're wondering not a big distance no 10 by 1200 meters also not a big distance Mm -hmm. 1200 meters in a in a loop which is probably has some sharp turns mm-hmm. on a day that has like a 15 to 25 percent chance of rain Ooh. is gonna be <laughs> fucking wonderful. Yeah, and the best, the single Wait, best. Wait, did Camille make it back this year? Yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> the single best part of the entire thing has been the continuing subconscious saga of Dave Castro and Brooke Wells. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He just I can't stop name-checking her. cannot stop talking about her. Uh-huh. And so uh, during the event announcement, he was like, uh, I don't want you guys to crash. If you're comfortable on the bike and you feel good, go fast, which, by the way, is a stupid fucking sentiment. These yep. guys mm-hmm. are coming here to compete to be the best in yep. the world. And it's such a short course that even if someone goes slow, they're going to get lapped and just make it harder for the people who are going fast. This is so it's like, going to be really fucking This terrible. is like the caution wet floor sign. It's like it's not there to stop people from walking on the floor. It's there so that when someone slips and falls, you can say like, well, we tr- we warned you. Did you not read I, the piso mojado sign? Yes. I'm looking forward to the bike apocalypse. Uh, bike apocalypse 2018 is going to be yeah. good. Uh, but so he goes, if you feel comfortable on the bike if you if you're good on the bike go fast if you're not good on the bike don't go fast so you don't fall over mm-hmm. so if you ride your bike like brooke wells then you know go slow and everyone's like oh yeah like the everyone groan. got uncomfortable yeah and he mm-hmm. and then uh after he was like welcome to the crossfit games i just like walked away and like you know forced brooke <laughs> wells to give her, him a hug uh, which was wonderful. And then yep. on his Instagram story, I'm not sure if you guys saw this. I did see on his the thing. Instagram I think you're going to see whatever this he, is. Uh, he, was, he was there while the athletes were getting fitted and trying out their, their bikes. And there was a little Instagram story that he did with Brooke Wells riding her bike past him. And he turns and the person next to him is like, man, this is so cool, isn't it? And he goes, yeah, she is. Uh. (laughs) that's mad awkward i didn't Uh. know about that (laughs) yeah it's uh it's fuck it's great it's so and you had mentioned before that in his book which is essentially a journal of uh, the experience of programming the games every event 
without fail, even if she doesn't perform well, he mentions Brooke he Wells' performance. He's yeah. like, he's like, uh, you know, I was shocked by Brooke Wells not doing well in this event. And I was like, uh, who fucking cares? It's like, yeah. why are you talking about her more than you're talking about the champions, like yep. the people who won? Um, <clears throat> but he also, uh, he also was kind enough to, you know, um, announce the event four which is going to be wrapping up the day, mm-hmm. day one. Ooh, I know. I missed that. Yeah. Event one is oh, this. Oh, Cliff hasn't heard the event four yet. Dude, you're going to love it. This Dude. is the doozy. Event Ooh, one, okay, okay. crit, 10 rounds for time, 1,200 meter bike mm-hmm. race. Mm-hmm. Event two, 30 muscle-ups for time, just as is. Call event it. three, yeah. Event three, the CrossFit total. Pretty yeah. cool. Event four. Preface it the way he prefaced it before you say. Uh, okay, so here's how he did it. He, he got everyone's attention. By waltzing into the athlete dinner and saying, everyone shut up. And then everyone stopped talking and looked mm-hmm. at him. And he goes, uh, I've told you event four is going to be, uh, you know, really uh, or day one is going to be really hard. And event four is going to be, you know, a long event, longer than anything you guys have ever done in the past. And this is something that I've done. And, uh, you know, I was I did it on Thanksgiving or whatever. He said it was going to be the most mentally and physically taxing challenge yet. Uh, at the, Is that the what he experience. said? Yeah, he said yeah. The most mentally and one of the most mentally and physically taxing. He may, guys, he may not be wrong. Yeah. If you guys like the triple three and enjoyed watching it, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you're gonna love this one. It sequel. is a marathon row, forty-two thousand meter row on an erg. Yeah, that's the event. But they, are, <laughs> but they did, they did that already. They though. did a oh, half marathon. Oh, it was row. a half marathon! Oh they my god, that's so adorable! Yeah, that's so adorable. <laughs> so now, oh no, it's a full marathon. An entire actual marathon. They are going to be rowing for three to four hours. There's a four-hour cap on this yeah. event, and my guess is the bottom fifteen percent of women don't finish. Yep, and the there's like a bottom. Five to ten percent of men don't finish, mm-hmm. and that it is going to absolutely destroy people yeah. in a way that they cannot fathom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you're talking about three hours minimum of trying to stay focused, mm-hmm. which on its own is really fucking hard. Yep. Really hard. Yep. But they're gonna have I, to. Sit I kind of zone out on a two thousand meter. I zoned yep. out in the middle of my own sentence, and it was coming yep. out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and these just motherfuckers thinking about rowers just does thinking this about it. So these guys yep. have to sit here uh, and row forty two thousand meters. Yep. So day one. So if it was just the marathon row, it would be the longest, hardest, most challenging day one. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to fucking wreck people, then might as well wreck them with a long ass event like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. But before that, they're still doing this like higher power output uh, aerobic endurance thing with the uh, with the bike race. Yep. And then they're doing this like gnarly gymnastic sprint, 30 muscle ups for time. Yep. And then this crazy ass like max efforts. Yep. It's going to be it's going to be wild. Yep. Um, I wonder, will anyone, uh, what percentage of the folks will dismount at some point <laughs> during the, uh, and just chill during out the mile, just chill out, let their, let their butt, uh, get blood flow back into it uh, briefly. 
That's a great question. Does yeah. anyone else have the problem when you're in a rower for the long time of the way you sit on it? It kind of cuts off circulation to your nuts and you kind of yes. get numb yes. nuts. Whoa, yes. no, yeah. not at all. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. Uh, my my yes. question is, uh, will they have access to a TV screen with Netflix access? Oh, no. Here's how they're going to do it. <laughs> in a closet uh, with in antiques. A closet. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. Hashtag Miko. Um, Hashtag Sisu. The, the way that they did the half marathon is, I believe, the same type of format they're going to use for the full marathon. Actually, Rogue at welding together a bunch of closets with a bunch of <laughs> iron <laughs> antiques uh, with, like, brushed metal. Uh-huh. Just a bunch of identical antique closets that have to be shipped <laughs> to Madison from wherever the fuck Rogue is. Just You can see the commercial, like, the Rogue commercial already. It's like, Rogue, and there's, like, sparks flying in the background. It's like, you remember in 2009, he came out of nowhere. <laughs> and like Miko working out in rogue shit. And they're like, this year at the games, you're going to be Sisu'd. And it's like, introducing the new Miko Salo Sisu closet. The, <laughs> cut, to, cut to like a guy with a big bushy beard who's just has all these sparks flying as he welds a non-functional steel finished cuckoo clock. <laughs> <laughs> Comes in eight different colors. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so weighs eleven thousand uh, pounds. <laughs> fits uh, one rower. Uh, perfect. Uh, with a non-functioning light bulb chain. But the chain doesn't pull. It's just a chain welded in. What the fuck is happening inside the cuckoo clock? There is like a welded bird on a spring. But like it doesn't actually load back in. It just kind of hangs there, just dangles. Uh, yeah. So um, this is so. Here's how they're they're planning on doing. It. They're going to do all 80 athletes at once, similar to what they did with the half marathon row. And uh, concept two has a uh, obviously has software which accommodates this. Basically, all the monitors get connected to a central hub. That information gets fed to the jumbotron mm-hmm. and also online. And you basically watch like an eight-bit rowboat go oh, across the screen, mm-hmm. and it adds. It says here's where the number one person is, and it has like two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, mm-hmm. all the way down to ten, and you can like expand it and get all the way down to the last place mm-hmm. person. Um, but it basically just feeds you this like eight-bit NES version of a of a rowing. So I feel like there's a missed opportunity there. Uh, upgrade it to sixteen-bit. Uh, and create little sprites of each of the competitors. like, And they're all on a little boat. Yes. And they're all just like, you know, they're just rowing across. There's you know? definitely a missed opportunity. Here's here's what I think is, is going to happen. Or little Wachowski destroys the field. I think, uh, hmm. I think, I think we're going to see... I, I'm really bummed Sam Briggs isn't there. As far yeah. as I know, Sam Briggs yeah. is not there because her uh, visa... Well, she, no, she was going to p- compete Masters, She was going to compete Masters. Uh, she would just jump into this event for fuck. Yeah, for, for fun. For fun, yeah, yeah. funsies. Um, Needs a cool down. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I suspect... Uh, I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you um, to Tim Paulson for listening to us while you're rowing. And mm-hmm. in case you need to get back on track, stroke, stroke, stroke. Stroke. Good. Good job, Tim. Nice. Good job, Tim. You're nice. doing great. You're, <laughs> You're doing real We're good. We're going to create a companion recording to this podcast that is just us providing specific encouragement <laughs> to Tim Paulson <laughs> for about four hours straight. There's going to be like a two-hour section where it's just Gucci Gang yes. playing. <laughs> Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. 
Gucci gang. <laughs> That's even Gucci better. Gang. That's uh, Gucci gang. Yeah, so I, I think uh, I think we're going to be seeing uh, a lot of people. I remember Daniel Tominski, uh, Boom Sauce himself, yep. was listening to Viking Power Metal for nice. the entirety of Love it. the... Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Love it. Love wait, it. Viking Power Metal? Yeah. yeah wait, are they going to let him happen? Okay. Or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Shit. Whatever it is. He's, he's mixing up a bunch of metal words, but every, every, yeah. every, every iteration exists. It all, it all okay. works. It all serves the same purpose. Well, yep. now I just want to find that Viking power metal. That's <laughs> like a whole I mean, subgenre like, I'm unaware of. Yeah, no, like Viking power metal. Like that's, that that sounds fantastic. Because like, Vikings can fight dragons too, guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not? Didn't they? I'm just saying. Right. Didn't they? Didn't they? Isn't that why Thor? That's, so why, that's why there's no dragons around anymore. Yeah. It'll be fun to see the implications this has on the rest of their competition. The implication. Yeah. What will it do to the body, Armin? Um, <laughs> all right. So that's I'm, a really good question. I think people's lower backs are going to be shredded. Mm-hmm. I think their hands are going to be shredded. I think their lats are going to be shredded. I think their lats and their, their butt biceps. Cheeks. Their butts are going to be shredded. Yeah. Their biceps and their butts are going to be shredded. Mm. Forearms. Keep in mind there's no negative portion here. So the delayed onset muscle soreness isn't, well, it'll be bad, but it's not. Have, not, you, ever, have you ever rode more than a, a 1 or 2K? Uh, sure have. <laughs> I, rode, I rode a 5K one time. <laughs> so I once mm-hmm. rode a 25K. Jesus. Yeah. I rode a 25K. Mm. Why? Uh, the, he has a lot of time on his hands. No, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess technically. It was <laughs> It was like, uh, it was when Flo's Instagram hit 25,000. Or maybe oh. it was 30,000 or something. Mm. Whatever it was, I, I, I did mm. you know that many meters. That was a dumb idea. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I basically really just, paid off in the long term. Yeah. Uh. I basically <laughs> just, I put on Interstellar. Nice. And mm. uh, just watched that. At, at absurdly high volume, mm-hmm. just Murph! Because <laughs> 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 you were wondering, how can I make this moment worse? I know, I'll row 20,000 meters prior. Like, I just want to I just want to have Matthew McConaughey screaming at me. In case you're wondering, by the way, the stress of rowing, uh, it does not make it any less tear-jerking to mm. to watch Matthew McConaughey come back from the high gravity planet and look at like thirty years of messages from his kids. Oh yeah, and mm. uh, yeah, I still cried. I cry every time. I cry. I definitely cried while on the rower. Yeah. So <laughs> I can, I can be. <laughs> I can, I'm gonna make this. Just sweat. My eyes are sweating. It's my eyes are just sweating. <laughs> That's what this is. Stroke. Yeah. Yeah, so um, anyway. What, where's that pace going to get to on the row when you're like 20 miles in? Is it just like stroke? When you're like rest? 20 miles in. That, yeah. yeah. That sentence sucks. <laughs> just stroke. <laughs> just sit there for a minute until you, you get the strength back and then another stroke. By the way, speaking of the half marathon, one thing we learned from the half marathon, thanks to old Jason Kalipa, is uh, they're going to go hard in the beginning. Because Jason Kalipa, back when it was the two-tiered uh, event with each independently scored, it was to some shorter amount of meters first and then the half marathon, but it was all continuous one event, each with its own score. Jason Kalipa went out of the gate hot to win the short event, blew everyone away, and then he just had such a big lead, he just stayed in the lead for the rest of the time. And everyone else who paced themselves could never catch up. So it'll be interesting to see how that affects strategy going into this yeah i think i think we're gonna be um i think we're gonna be surprised by the capacity of some of these athletes Mm -hmm. i also think we're gonna see some notable athletes fucking die Mm. miserable painful sweaty gross deaths is one of them like five six (laughs) i mean listen the short guys 
aka everyone that's not Tim Paulson or Brent Fakowski are yeah. going to be struggling. But yeah. I also think just from a pure uh, self-hatred. It's oh, lit. The dogs are super pumped, but there's no one here. Oh, dogs. Get it. Uh, I think I think just from a pure like uh, self-hatred slash, uh, you know, I will not let this go type feeling on the inside. Matt Fraser is not going to allow himself to place lower than like fifth on this thing. <laughs> He's just going to find a way uh-huh. to to just angrily remember. You just look over at one point and his like. 8-bit pixel up there is turned red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, actually, whoa, how'd that happen? I don't know how I don't yeah. know how challenging it, it might be, but I imagine he's gonna find a way to replay the uh like his failed handstand push-up in 2015 mm-hmm. for three hours straight. It's just gonna be that failed handstand push-up, and he's gonna be like, fucking bro. I'm I'm fucking wondering. Bro. I'm wondering is this is the is the on some level the reasoning behind the selection of several of these events, but especially uh, the the row, Scientific. a way to try and get Matt Frazier into a point deficit behind Brent Fakowski on day one, so he has a more dramatic comeback. It's like <laughs> what can we throw at Brent at, at Matt Frazier where he will he will actually drop in the rankings relative to some of the other people, especially Brett Frakowski, so that he'll have a more dramatic rise. Because Matt Fraser isn't going to do spectacular at the total, and he's not going to do spectacular, well, might not do spectacular on the run either. You know who's going to be number one at the end of day one? Ben fucking Smith's beard. Hmm. And oh. the body it's attached to, but Ben Smith. Ben Smith is going to be number one at the end. Of, at the yeah, end of this, this yeah. Week. I might not so? disagree. With I think you. Ben Smith is the type of athlete who has rode a marathon before just because he's mm. like well, he's been around long enough. CrossFit. <laughs> yeah, he also did the half marathon row. Yep. It was like him and Josh Bridges are probably the only two. Yep. Mm. So. Uh, I think I think we're definitely I think Josh Bridges no yeah. <laughs> bombed out like that ruined his games that year like Bridges he was like really far behind Bridges is in this games and he's fucked he's yeah. got a total oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like a bike race he's, he's got a total <laughs> he can't even reach the pedals uh, uh, his best bet's just to win the thirty muscle ups mm. and just. Do the minimum work requirement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, Army, you never followed up or we never got the end of the story. How sore were you after rowing oh, a 25K? Yeah, so... Um, How many y- miles is that? Like 15? Uh, I don't... It's over oh. It's over the half marathon. Yeah, half yeah. marathon ends up at like 21 All and change. Right. So I don't know where... It, where it, 25K, I don't know where it comes out. Somewhere. Uh, Math. Sure. It sounds about right. About 15, maybe yeah. a little bit more. Um, and yeah, so I... I felt okay the next day, and then my adductors were hella fucked the mm. day after. And just in case Daniel doesn't know what an adductor is, your groin area. Nice, <laughs> your groin. It's nice. the uh, it's the thing that always has to get like popped and repositioned to get my hips right. That's oh. all. That's the only reason I fucking mm. know what it is. Chase Popping calls Chase calls his dick an adductor. I guess. <laughs> um, Very yeah, true. So, my groin so, muscles ooh. are often sore. The athletes are gonna have a day off on Thursday. Yeah. And they are they better. probably going to want to do some shit to get loosey-goosey yeah. and and kind mm-hmm. of recover on Thursday. Because yep. that's a full day that they're, if they just like try and sit around or walk around mm-hmm. and like not actually get loose, they're going to they're gonna be destroyed come Friday. They can sleep that night, uh, Wednesday night, in a cryotherapy tank just the whole night. Seriously. Just Hyper- mm-hmm. Hyperbaric cham- chamber. Goku-esque. That's right. We yes. also know, by the way, that uh, event eight on Friday night was uh is yet another event that dave castro is like just he's like married to it so hard 
the Fibonacci final from last year's games, mm. he was really upset that only one male finished it. Mm-hmm. So because of that reason, it's coming back as Friday night's event. Oh, gotcha. just straight. Remind me what that workout was. It was like uh, 5, 8, 13 uh, deficit handstand push-ups and the 200-pound kettlebell deadlifts finished with like an mm. 80-something foot overhead kettlebell lunge. It's the one that Matt Fraser mm. started winning like accidentally. Oh, yeah. So right. He's like, oh, shit, so I'm the, in the lead? The only other person that finished it was Logan Collins, who also qualified Oh, okay. No, sorry. I, I remember. That. Was, Matt yeah. Fraser almost finished mm-hmm. it. He was just a few steps away when time was called. He finished it, but after time was called. So mm-hmm. now he's like... Travis Williams finished it, right? No. No, no Logan Collins. And Logan he wasn't Collins. in the last heat, yeah. was he? Yeah, Logan Collins was the only person that finished it. You're thinking maybe of the other event. Oh, I think that might have been one of those the other two. There's a pair event. of yeah. finals events there. The, the 155 overhead squat yeah. rope climbs. Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, this he's he's giving them a chance to do this, which the, the thing that I like about this is that this might mean finally we have a day, a uh, final day that doesn't have deficit handstand push-ups in it. Mm. The last time that happened was 2014. Mm-hmm. So he's just like... He's like loves fucking throwing deficit mm-hmm. handstand pushups into the last day. You know of what else happened in 2014? Matt Fraser lost. CLB. Camille. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Let's <laughs> not get ahead of ourselves here. Don't forget the suck les bleus. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is that is a prophecy that will come true. I have selfish for wanting her to do well. This yeah, is Camille is Camille is like uh, Harry Potter. She like wakes up with like her her like shoulder scar is like hurting, and Dave Castro's like noseless face is like. <laughs> I will kill you. Think about how much more impressive, though, all those deficit handstand push-ups are going to be uh, when she has a bike frame embedded in her abdomen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. She's like, a fighter. Well, when they remove that thing, she's dead. <laughs> she, she's going for it. I, she, I, I'm very excited about people just you know, doing you know, whatever they can do mm-hmm. with like bike spokes sticking out <laughs> of their bicep. You know, Why didn't they remove it? It's the only thing keeping her alive. <laughs> no, Camille, Camille Rex gets up. And there's just a big chunk of skin missing off of her shoulder, and it's just all fucking like cyborg robot arm. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> there's going to be there's going to be several people missing chunks of skin throughout mm. the rest of the competition. There yeah. on their butts the from bike, the row, dude. Yeah. The bike is. Uh, I think the bike is going to claim some people, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, last year the um, cyclocross event took out two games athletes. It mm-hmm. took out Camille who dislocated her shoulder and took out Chelsea Hughes who, uh, who gave herself a concussion. So mm-hmm. this year gave ins- herself a concussion. <laughs> she did. instead of, instead of having, uh, like obstacles in the way of the bike, they're just having 39 other human <laughs> beings. <laughs> and so I, I got caught up in, what is probably something I would definitely not suggest anyone to do. Tim, don't do this is, uh, I just looked up a bunch of crit crashes. Yeah. We made a whole documentary <laughs> on a crit crash. I, oh, no, it wasn't you. Josh Bridges posted a picture of a, crit cra- right, a video did. of a crit crash. And he's like rolling into the CrossFit games. Like, and it was just this dev. <laughs> it was like slow motion. This most like devastating crash. where like, guy goes over the handlebars and crashes and his bike just crashes like 90 bikes and people are just flying and hitting the pavement. Yeah, uh, not to get grim here, but yeah, we did for flo- uh, we did a whole little documentary on someone who had uh, survived a very bad, nearly mm-hmm. lethal bike crash. Mm-hmm. The documentary was called The Scar. Guess oh, why? Shit. Uh, yep. his, he uh, fell face first onto some metal thing and literally 
his not just his face as in the skin of his face his skull was split in half yeah in the face part yeah. the face in part the of face his skull part. was between split his in eyes half. you gotta have a stronger skull than that that's yeah. his first flaw yeah, yeah, yeah. i've got to say <laughs> that we've seen we've seen which, that is that's the best fucking milk commercial i've ever seen <laughs> have you seen the milk commercial that i'm thinking of the oh, one where it's one? like hmm? the kids and the mom is like Hey, kids, have your milk. And they're like, we don't want any milk. Mr. Jenkins doesn't drink milk. Look how strong he is. And like the camera pans and it's like their old neighbor who's like, hey, kids. And he's like jacked, leans over to grab a wheelbarrow full of dirt. And he like stands up and his arms detach from his body. <laughs> I have not <laughs> seen this movie. I remember that. Yeah. And then it cuts back to like the mom and the kids with the shocked look on their face. Uh-huh. And then immediately like all three of them just jump like <laughs> guzzling gallons of milk, like pouring all over their face. Yes. That's the fucking funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> stuck with me. I've, I was a child when I saw that, and it has stuck with me since. Uh, that fucking just like the beer-based uh, like advertising, man. Right. Um, but, uh, but the best Bugatti Milk commercial is the one that Michael Bay directed. What? The Mike, Michael Bay's career was partially made because uh, he was a big-time commercial director, but one of his most successful things was one of the early Got Milk spots that kind of launched the whole Got Milk thing uh it was you probably remember it as i describe it it was playing it was starring the guy who played roach in people under the stairs Mm -hmm. and it was him and he's like eating like cookies or something in and and he's like uh, a professor in like a a, in like some sort of uh like a history department with all this like taxidermy and weird shit around him i don't remember what and then like the quet like the eighty five thousand dollar question comes on the radio and anyone yeah you remember this one one? Mm. yeah yeah and it's like um (laughs) and it's like can anyone tell us the blah 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 and then i forget what the subject is but then it cuts and he looks around like every book that's surrounding him is about that he's clearly an expert in whatever this thing is and he grabs the phone and he calls and he gets on the phone but he can't wash the cookies out of his mouth. He, I'm not talking to the microphone. He can't wash the cookies out of his mouth. Um, and then it's like got milk, and it was hilarious and awesome. And it's full. If you look back, a big of like Michael Bay, like a just big push-ins, incredible lighting, all this stuff. And like you, like whoever that guy is, that is an incredible director. And then he went on to direct Bad Boys and The Rock. What a winner! Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, I think in the history of the games. I'm trying to think of, of events that have caused injuries, major injuries, injuries that aren't expected. Mm-hmm. In 2009, the row stake row event mm-hmm. where they had to hammer in oh. a stake <laughs> into the ground. Oh. Still, that memory is in my mind with the girl who smashed her thumb with the hammer. God, that was a dumb event. Uh, smashed her, her thumb with the hammer and then rode, and there was just this splatter pattern across her ribs and side and this concrete of just every time she rode, she just squirted blood on herself. It's fucking metal. Yeah. That is pretty metal. Let's bring back more So of that. there's that. Um, I want to say... Uh, I uh, I can't think of any other like major, major injuries. Even yeah. that's not that bad. But other than Camille and Chelsea last year... Would have been... The 2011 final event when Rich fell from the top of the rope. Yeah, oh. he, bro- he broke his ankle. Literally, Rich Froning, as we knew it, died <laughs> and was replaced. That's by right. Well, that Rich fucking Froning. It was. Uh, it was his. It was his Jesus Christ moment. Yeah, you. Yep. He, he, died. he died for his fitness. Yep. Did he, he die for his fitness? When he fell? I think he broke his ankle or like severely sprained it or something. Uh, um, pads, people. That happened. Yep. 
Um, oh, there was also, uh, it was uh, 2015 when we saw Matt Frazier's soul get destroyed as Ben yep. Smith won the CrossFit Games. Yep. That's probably the most severe injury we've ever seen. But the best comeback. Oh, yeah. the injury in that? Yeah, yeah, his, his soul. Oh, sorry. Oh, so literally was torn from his body. True. Mm-hmm. And uh, still haven't found it to this I day. I like to think his soul was just broken and then he met with Satan <laughs> closely afterwards yeah. and yeah. sold it. Who knows? There was also the same, uh, the same, uh, that same year in the uh, women's pig event when the pig fell back over on Camille LeBlanc Bazinet. Suckly blue! Squished. She was squished into a crepe. We are, we're forgetting crepe. about the uh, <laughs> the heat exhaustion of Annie oh, and Carl. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Heat exhaustion. Yeah, so yeah. I think that this event has the potential to mm-hmm. be significantly more damaging, mm. mainly because it only, it only takes one person to fall. Yep. It only takes one person to slip on the wrong yep. corner with 25 people behind them mm-hmm. when... They're not paying attention, yep. and it's just broken wrists, ribs, and faces galore. Yeah, I like it. It's like the autobahn. It's like uh, you know natural selection, and because the cream will rise <laughs> because it's such a small Elitist. course, the leaders are going to be lapping the the rear. Yeah, uh-huh. for sure. Which means that there is no yeah. there's no like freedom in being in first place. Yeah, it's yeah. like usually if you have like a pack of four or five who are way out in you the front, which out. is precisely what in that video they have that three minute video like of him announcing the the event, and at the end the camera just drifts over to Brent Fakowski, Matt Frazier, Patrick Vellner, cool and Andrew Anderson sitting at the cool kids table, sitting there talking, and you can't hear what they're saying, and then Brent, you just hear Brent Fakowski's like voice like right before the video cuts come up. No, that's what I'm saying it's like the the, the people are gonna the leaders are gonna pass the whatever like you hear him say like he's already <laughs> expressing concern that if we go hard we're still gonna run into more people that like that, he's a, that is the event that is like perfect perfectly sums up the advantage that brent has over yeah, every yeah. other competitor he's like i have foresight because yeah. i went to school yes <laughs> <laughs> i think about consequences yeah. That is that is an interesting power table, though. I'm just thinking of all that table. Jared Enderton sitting right up there with him. Uh, his, there was, his weightlifting abilities are what got him there. There yep. was there was a really interesting moment in that in in that video uh, before Dave Castro gets there. It's actually like way way. I think on the YouTube video they cut this all out, but they like there's basically another like three minutes to the video where the room is empty and then all of the athletes yep. shuffle in, and Jared Enderton is sitting at his table alone. It's just him alone in the front what a with three empty seats next to him mm-hmm. and he's like on the very far edge of the frame and you see him kind of like look up and he's like oh yeah whatever like go for it and the camera like pans mm-hmm. just a little <laughs> bit and it's matt fraser brent Vikowski, yeah, patrick yeah. vellner and then they sit down and box him out immediately <laughs> and turn and to, to each other. other to have a conversation yeah. and just the look on jared's face of like do I just like lean over I, and like unbox of this, this or, not? or like yeah, do yeah. I just hey I snatch more than you like I don't know <laughs> <laughs> like, how, how do I broach this but I I believe that it was two things that got him like he is two things that put the vibe out that was like you know what guys jump me into your club yeah it was his snatch and it was his beard that's what yeah. I was gonna say mm-hmm. Jared Enderton is never truly alone because mm. his fucking beard's with him. He keeps the he keeps the bodies of his victims in his and, beard. And he was once fat, so he is definitely the perp- mm-hmm. he is he is he is a beard. He was once fat. He is definitely the the athlete to watch in the Bogart household. We will be keeping oh, guy, yeah. guy to look Anderson. out for on that thirty muscle up for time. Like he, 
He should crush that. Yeah, that would be. No, oh, that, yeah. That's what I was saying. It's mm. like uh, he might not have the biggest total in the world, but he's still a strong dude. But the, he, I, th- I really think he will do well on that first day. He's awesome at muscle ups. He's a little guy. He's strong as fuck. You know, and except those other two events are also there now. So you know he, you know he won't do well on those. You know that when they announce the bike, he's like, well. You knew when you were showing up to the CrossFit Games, you're going to have to do a long endurance event. I guess I'll just have to grin and bear it through this bike event and this survive. 30-minute bike. Yeah, it's like hopefully the uh, hopefully the final event of the day will be a short couplet or something like that that I can really rock out. And then, nope, here's another one for you. Well, hopefully he'll do better than Lucas Parker did in the first half marathon Ooh, row. Yeah. I remember him... Uh, Finishing near the bottom of the pack on that guy. Yeah, physically yeah. speaking, uh, that half, mar- half marathon row is much, much more than just the aerobic power yeah. and aerobic capacity and endurance of, of these athletes because the fact that they're going to be, luckily they'll be in an air-conditioned coliseum, but the fact that they're going to be rowing for three hours plus is there's a lot of considerations there. Blood flow considerations, what do you do with your hands considerations, are you mm-hmm. staying hydrated, you know, do you wear a backpack? If you wear a backpack with a water sack in it, like you're probably going to chafe, which is going to make the rest of the weekend very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Is that a price you're willing to pay? You know, like what, what, how do you solve these problems? And these are problems that are, they're going to call for them to adapt to it really fucking fast. Alternative rowing methods. Think about it. What are the alternative rowing methods? You hold it in your el- the crooks, the crooks of your elbows instead of your hands. You fish hook yourself in the mouth. With your hands. That way you save on grip strength and you pull there. Uh, other ones, you wrap your wiener around the rowing handle. And that way you're all legs. You can save your arms while still making distance. Other you things. Lay f- you've <laughs> laid face down yes. where the uh, seat is on your pelvis. Mm-hmm. And then you reach back behind you and grab the rower yes. and keep the handle on your lower back yes. and then your feet are in the stirrups yes. toes down and you frog row yes <laughs> i, I, I want to see if that's physically possible it is physically possible <laughs> this is not saving your hands you're still <laughs> fuck you chase well no you, you take <laughs> the handle risking running over your dick you, you, you take you take the handle and then you stick it just right up your ass yes and then you just clinch and that saves your grip strength. Or you put your feet in the seat part so you can slide the seat part, uh, like the toes are on the seat part. Then you take your chest and you throw that over the top of the spinny part of the rower. <laughs> and then you just you take a nap for a while and you recover <laughs> <laughs> because the ground is lava. And if you want to rest, you have to get on top of the rower. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just All right, got to think outside the box, everybody. I'm, I'm looking think, at you, Brent Fikowski. I'm trying to think what else. What else we know? We know uh, one thing we haven't said about the row was the reaction of the room when he announced the marathon row. When he's announced big, painful events in the pa- past, there's been a healthy amount of nervous laughter and smiles and things like that. The room did not respond with that kind of nerve there was a little bit of nervous laughter but i remember just zeroing in on the faces of noah olson and the faces of ben smith and they did not have smiles on their faces they kind of looked it was a little bit like fuck you asshole why are you doing this to us at the beginning of this weekend uh and i'm sure they'll come around eventually but you could feel the vibe the vibes were not good vibes they were bad Well, the day started out with that uh that awkward brooke wells moment and did not did not bring it home uh, on a happy note yeah i think folks are thinking about yeah maybe maybe uh dave castro needs to be uh, wheeled (laughs) off to retirement here from his running of the game we've all read your book we realize all of these decisions are arbitrary 
hundred percent is. Yeah. It is one hundred percent arbitrary. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think, I think there's definitely a. Uh, fuck, dude! People are gonna get wrecked. Yep. I don't know. What, I, I'm listen. I'm gonna be in fucking Madison. It's gonna be Wednesday night, and I'm probably gonna be sitting in that stupid Coliseum for four hours. Oh, you're what kind of fun time? games could I, you do to I, entertain yourself? To, oh, that's man. what we need to think like, about. Think about I all the food me, you can eat. I need me to be okay with this, and I'm not even going to be doing no. anything. No, no, no. no. Like that's source. actually that, that's a fun challenge. That's, 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 you know, uh, tune into Armin's Instagram story for the various uh, board games, yes. and like you bring Magic the Gathering out there. Yep. Uh, you could bring a Game Boy. Armin, you, you, you know need to do it. You need to do a Twitch stream uh, from there of you not watching them, but of you. Playing some other aquatic, uh, some other aquatically <laughs> aquatic themed game. game or racing game. Exactly, you need to figure out a way to do a Twitch stream of some sort of iPad game. Wave race from wave there. Race. Exactly, that's got to be a thing. And you just like four hours of Twitch stream. You just are playing video games, talking, and then looking up periodically and letting everyone know. Still going. Like, and bring other people in, bring guests in, bring people in. Just like, you just set that all up. This is a plan and a half. You have four hours to cover. Like, the the possibilities are endless. The possibilities are endless and most likely just going to be darkness yep. L- radio silence from me because yep. i'm i'm gonna have hung myself after 30 mm-hmm. minutes i will also be uh tuning in five minutes after i know the event is over so that i can look at all the rankings <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's probably the best way of doing it because as i said i did watch the little eight bit rowers uh when they did the half marathon row mm-hmm. not not really the most entertaining thing. No. Mm-hmm. The most entertaining part of it was my imagination. Yep. Just just thinking to myself, holy shit, how good at this is uh, Jason Kalipa. Unfucking sure believable. And uh, yeah, that was the best part of the entire thing in, in uh, back then when they did that. Mm. What was that 2013 maybe? So That's yeah, man. Holy shit. It's a hell of a day one. We yeah. also know that there's the battlefield. Battlefield? The battlefield. Oh, yeah. Battleground. Ba- battleground? Which yeah. one is it? I have no idea anymore. I yeah. think it's Battleground. Yeah. Battleground. Yeah, I think it's Battleground. Right. It's the one where they have to drag a dummy yep. and then abandon it and then do a bunch of other shit. They're, not really, they're not really standing by their guy there. I figure you gotta no. drag him through more than that, just not leave him there. Uh. It's even better. It's even better with the teams because they have to partner carry him in a gurney and then switch every what 50 that feet? was the interesting mm-hmm. thing with the team one that was just all transitions there they all yeah. just have to switch their things really mm-hmm. fast all right mm-hmm. it's fine people actually care about the team events i mean i'm still <laughs> shocked I'm sh- because again just based off of having read his book it yep. just felt like the team events were all he was like hmm what if we did the same thrusters and burpees workout but with a heavier bag he's like and i i <laughs> I also like, I don't know if you've gotten to that part yet in the mm-hmm. book, Chase, where he basically is like, so I thought to myself, what if we have a heavier worm? And then I told Bill Henniger and he was blown away by the idea of having <laughs> a heavier worm. And I was like, no one is blown away by the idea of you taking an implement yeah. that is loadable and loading it heavier. That's not 80 percent of that guy's day is people saying, make it heavier. <laughs> That's pretty much what they do. That's so accurate. <laughs> But what if this? <laughs> but what if this? It's heavier. Uh, yeah. But so what if heavier? What if we had rings that you would do gymnastics on, but they were made of steel, and as a consequence, <laughs> heavier than other rings made of wood? We're doing it. Exactly. Yeah, that's a real thing. That is that it, it that exists yes. in the world right now. 
fitness. Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I don't know. I can't remember any of the other events that they've announced or hinted at or whatever. But I I think um, <coughs> other than this obstacle course battlefield thing, battleground battle battle battleground battleground thing. Damn, it. battlefield's a video game. <laughs> battle place. Battle battlefield place. Earth. Uh, <laughs> That's something that people should watch. Yes. Just watch it twice, and then you'll, your marathon row will be <laughs> almost over. <laughs> that, that, that's the twist he's going to throw on there. You have to watch Battlefield Earth twice in a row <laughs> Jesus. while you row. It's a battle theme. Everything gets tied into it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what would you guys suggest? If you had to do a, a repetitive, brainless task for four hours. Masturbation. Three to four hours. But your hands were, were not... To be used. You don't need your hands. You, you, here, oh, here, here's what I figure out how to do on the row. Now I know what I would do. I'd figure out the proper rowing technique to create just the right amount of friction in just the right place to masturbate <laughs> while I'm rowing and have and make sure no one notices. Whoa! Uh-huh. What if that went yep. uh, went about went three times? Three times, no one noticed. Three to three to the four pants hours. Pants getting wet? No, it's not. Uh, it's not. Uh, <laughs> it's just uh, sweat. Just sweat, you guys. Right. Sweat on uh, the dick. Sweat is, is anyone here seen eighth grade? You've seen eighth grade. Yeah. 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 Oh, you're, you're the kid, you're the kid in that class, ducked inside of his t-shirt, mm-hmm. jerking off during the middle of the. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, what uh, would sex we do? What would I do for four hours? I don't know. Any I would suggestions listen to for one listen to. episode of Joe Rogan because that's about how long they generate. That's true. Show. That's true. They're all yeah. over three hours. Yeah, dude, yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah, listen to the Goggins episode of Joe Rogan. Oh, you'll that's a good in like idea. Two and a half hours because you'll be so fucking jacked. I the still haven't actually time. listened to that episode. What is that? Yeah. Who's Goggins? David Goggins, the uh, former Navy SEAL. Oh, okay. he was like a big fat guy. Who he was uh, the guy you're failed about tying his hands yeah, and jumping in the water? Last oh, together. okay, yeah, yeah. Still need to check. He that failed out. a bunch of times. He basically saw uh, it was like in the 90s, and he saw like a documentary about uh, Navy SEALs, and he no, was we like, saw the na- movie Navy SEALs starring uh, <laughs> Emilio Estevez. I don't remember who's in Navy SEALs. I don't think I don't think that's it. Uh, and he I'm, goes, I think I'm no, right. No, I mean that's that, I don't think that's what he saw. Don't tell me Emilio Estevez isn't in Navy <laughs> Seal. He might I think, not be. I think in it's Navy Charlie Seals. Sheen. I yeah, think it's his brother. One Charlie of the Sheens Sheen, yeah. there. Uh, one of the Estevezes. So he goes. He's like, I I saw a documentary on Discovery about Navy Seals, and I thought to myself, I want to do that, and f- went from like being a 350 pound overweight guy who'd never run or swim, or lifted weights in his entire life to making it in Navy SEALs. I got breaking news. Give mm. it to me. Sam Ooh. Briggs made it. She made oh, it? She's yeah. in. Wow. Posted. Sam Briggs, by the skin of her teeth. Oh, Two wait. years. She literally nice. swam. <laughs> <laughs> I believe. No, she rode. She rode. She rode. Yeah. She rode. <laughs> As a warm-up. She could do that. She could do that. Uh, by the way, uh, how's our buddy Krennikov doing? Has he made it? Krennikov has not made it. He oh. gave up. He gave up? He gave up. He was like, this isn't going to work. Really? I'm out. He's out skis. Yeah. I mean, I, I put him in touch... I have a, a connection who regularly helps out of country, uh, who regularly helps out of country athletes gain visas in order to come to the United States to compete. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I uh, tried to do my best to put them together. Mm-hmm. And I passed along uh, several key pieces of information only for Krenikov and his people to say it didn't, nothing's working. Mm. We're, we're not going to, we're not going to pursue this anymore. Mm. So, I guess uh, thanks, Obama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God damn it. The uh, yeah, that's that's a very elaborate way to avoid getting a drug test. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. You know, right. Growing up in Russia, just to avoid <laughs> it. Uh, you know, I think 
I think the hammer. Me if I'm I think, not there. I think the hammer and sickle uh, tattoo is grounds on its own <laughs> to to have your visa denied. So, <laughs> you know, there's probably a lot of things going on there. Speaking of drug testing, guess who the first athlete who was drug tested at the CrossFit Games this year was? Nikki, you. Big man, Nick Urankar, mm. number one athlete, first Shaka. athlete to be quote unquote surprise so, drug test. So he's the first really? one surprise drug test, but also to see his Insta, Dave Castro's Instagram. Dave Castro posted a picture of him being beat in a bike race by Nick Urankar, and it was like, Nick Urankar got me. <laughs> like, yeah, it must be all the steroids you think he's on, uh-huh. right, Dave? God, those bike damn it. steroids. Yeah. Blood anyway. Yeah. All right. Um, that was uh, that was a lot more fitness talk than I thought we were going to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have plenty of time, though, because yeah. there's, there's a lot of things that we didn't talk about previously that we need to talk about. And the, the yeah. number one fucking thing that we did not talk about last time that mm. we need to talk about right goddamn now yes. is the fact that Body by Beef is no longer a thing. That's true. That's true. That's true. Psychologically, mm-hmm. I couldn't deal with it anymore. Yeah. But it was this? the day after our podcast where I was still still going strong, but I was in a weak place where I just had to... This couldn't. This couldn't eat any more, any more ground beef patties. Even steaks had lost their appeal. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I could have told. I I think we did. We did told you that collectively. Mm-hmm. We did told mm-hmm. you that. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck? What? How's it? How did it fare? Is it? Would you suggest it? I would suggest it if you can do deal with it psychologically. I, I would say that it worked out fine physically. What was your breaking point? Ah, uh, the. What was the breaking point? I can't. I think I was just bored. That's yeah. a, I entertain myself much in life in little ways by just adding little bits of variety here and there. Ooh, a new flavor quest bar that made my day. Yeah. You know things that that, one, that <laughs> specifically happened that day. But you know, new uh, new. Oh, there's a uh, new flavor of topo. I must try that. Oh, topo in the plastic bottle. I you normally get the, you know th- things like that. Little bits of variety that you you think that a uh, a low carb diet is super duper restrictive. You think if you're eating low carb, you're eating keto, man, you've missed out on all the good things in life. When you're eating carnivore, you appreciate <laughs> how living living the high life you are doing merely keto. All yeah. the varieties, all the foods you can eat, that uh, so many different colors, so many different flavors. That so are, many things that aren't beef, mm-hmm. salt, or coffee. Yes. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, that said, last I heard, Kyle had jumped onto the Body by Beef bandwagon. I did for about four days. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then you too realized that this said, is a futile... Oh, actually, no. I think I think part of what yeah part of what yeah. persuaded me away was Kyle saying he was giving up, yep. and, and then like I gave up excuse. like six hours yeah. later. I think yeah, yeah. That, that is how, that is how it went down chronologically. What there. I can tell you is that I hopped on because I'm like I don't mind try- and I, I I this is this is how I like to commit to durations of time that I know are manageable. So instead of like when I first did keto, which I did for several months, I said I'm gonna do it for thirty days. This time I said I'm gonna do seven days of carnivore. I'm just gonna see what just see what the lifestyle feels like see as an experiment seven days of carnivore and <laughs> i made it to about four days and my breaking point was the fact that I, I honestly think carnivore could be cool if you have enough cash where you can really buy like choice cuts of steak and cook them all the time and you have a lot of free hand like free time because when i had a couple steaks they were fucking delicious but i don't have that kind of cash so a couple of different nights i would try to just eat ground beef in patty form and in just 
gruel form and when you can't like put cheese and salsa on and stuff it's a bit of a problem so it was really the second night of ground beef i did steak like (laughs) this is delicious ground beef well that was a disaster steak you know i think i'm gonna make it this full seven days next night ground beef and i'm like fuck this shit (laughs) right now (laughs) fuck it in its asshole well Um, like that's the thing it's funny because like i thought about i was like you know that wouldn't be so bad you know whatever like ground beef and then i realized like no 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 no. like if it's ground beef with only salt yep i was using pepper as well i was not doing the Mm -hmm. you little bitch yeah Yeah. yeah. well no but like the thing is flashbacks to uh in the old apartment when we used to live next to that heb they would have the hatch green chili uh burger patties oh yeah Mm -hmm. just eat those on there like that would be great i could eat that for a little bit and like just varying things that you can put on stuff but if it's just beef salt pepper that's it. Mm-hmm. No, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. no, no. I also no. did learn some things, though. I was hoping that magically various of my miscellaneous health maladies would clear up if I was only eating beef. Sure enough, no. Felt like the same jackass I always do. Mm-hmm. Uh, still mm-hmm. felt kind of shitty all the time. So uh, after 11 days, it's like, uh, things haven't gotten better in 11 days. They're not going to get better in 14. That's uh, a lot. I want quest That's bars. a lot of beef yeah. in 11 days. It's mm. a lot of beef, man. Yeah. It is. Boof. The big thing that was my nickname in <laughs> elementary school. <laughs> a lot, a lot, of, beef. A lot of beef. A lot of beef. A lot of beef. It's a lot like uh, a lot like when I I've, I may have talked about this before, but when I gave up drinking, the 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 hardest lesson was all the things that I now have to let alcohol off the hook for. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like because mm. I I was so sure that if I quit booze I would get a lot thinner, and then I didn't get thinner, and I was so sure if I quit booze, you know, maybe I won't feel so terrible when I wake up in the morning all the time. As it turns out I just feel horrible in the morning <laughs> all the time. In fact, <laughs> to be honest, I used to feel a lot better after a night of binge drinking. I would get up, your whole body's kind of numb. Here's how much I loved drinking. I genuinely, I've watched, I was watching, uh, uh, I think it was when we saw basketball, there's a scene where someone wakes up and they're extremely hungover and they're playing extremely hungover. And I began to crave the sensation of being hungover. I never got like sick hungover because I drank all the time, but I like just that feeling of you wake up and your head's numb and your body's numb and your throat's dry as a fucking bucket of sand and you're just like, what the fuck happened? And then you just go and water tastes so good, you know? And like, I miss that. Part and you have, of you it. have an excuse as to not do anything that entire yes. day. Yes. As opposed to still not doing anything the entire day with no, no excuse. excuse. Mm-hmm. Just, now I'm just painfully aware of my own existence all the time. <laughs> It's terrible. Yep. Ugh. Man, the hardest part is just making time disappear in the evenings. Like days That's... are so long without drinking. It's like <laughs> so I, I, have, long. I have like four to six hours before I'm supposed to go to bed. How will I make this time turn into a black hole there? Previously, <laughs> I had the option of pulling a black hole out of my pocket and the time disappears into there. Now it's just me having yep. to deal with myself. Ugh. I can't do that. <laughs> Um, on an equally depressing note, I guess, did you guys see the Titans preview? <laughs> we, we did. We did. We just watched I it. I think we yeah, all yeah, just yeah. watched it together, yeah. right? Um, if you guys don't know, uh, 
is I don't is it a TV show? Yeah, is so it's, it a right, movie? So the deal with what it, the well, fuck is this thing? So the thing that's the most baffling about it is it is a TV show yeah. that is the flagship show they are putting on the DC streaming network. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So this is a like a DC and like all the old animations, so the Batman the animated series, the Justice League stuff, the Superman cartoon, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think all of the or most of like you know the Teen Titans Go stuff. Yeah. Uh, as well as uh, yeah. yeah, which is like fun. Uh, as well as like the stuff they have on like CW now and all of that. That's all going to be on there. Uh, but all of that is for the most part, you know, very lighthearted and fun and colorful and pop bang pow. You mean it's a comic book thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. got it. Uh, and then uh, then uh, then we've got Titans here, which is their you know, flagship show. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, the most memorable thing from that was obviously the uh, the line. Fuck Batman. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so which, this be- which follows up, by the way. It's He says, fuck Batman after Robin murders. Oh, yeah. No. G- blood gushing from I mean, wounds. He, like- he, like, savagely murders <laughs> a handful of thieves. Like, they're yeah, not even like doing just anything generic particularly. They're not even doing anything particularly murder worthy. They're yeah. just like, <laughs> we're going to light a fire in this trash can and, and holler at people as they walk by and just, Robin shows just, up and is like, not in my goddamn city. It's like that's well, He just murders like several black block Antifa protesters <laughs> in a row. He's like, that's Jesus. what you get for throwing a chair through the window of that Starbucks. Fuck. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. This isn't a Frank Miller comic. <laughs> yeah, Come on. Yeah, um, but oh, no, God. like the thing that I think uh, is really funny is like the feel of it is very like, it's as if they like decided, all right, you know what's really hot right now? You know, a lot of people are liking is you know, Riverdale. Mm-hmm. It's a dark adaptation of Archie that's, you know, it's in high school. It's fun, but it's also, you know, it's got murder and shit in it. Mm-hmm. And they just like poured some Snyder dust on it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this will be our thing. And it just, it feels like one of those things where it's like, you know, it's like, no, you have successful stuff. You have the flash. Yeah. You have, you know, the what the thing of tomorrow and like Arrow and all, like Supergirl, Supergirl and like all of that stuff that's successful. People like it. It's, you know, fun, poppy, you know, whatever. If you want to go a little darker than that, you can do that, you know, what whatever. But it just feels like they took that like template of like a Riverdale kind of thing and then said, well, put a little bit more Batman versus Superman on that. There was mm-hmm. there's this really strange moment at the very end where Raven is like, my mom told me there's no such things as ghosts monsters. Mm. monsters monsters and then she like raven screams or something and then and then what does what does robin say back he's like it, we're the fucking monsters here or some shit no, like that something it, it was, i used to believe that too or some like that. bullshit that like, line what what idiot wrote this like well what's most baffling about that whole titans thing is that they already have a successful iteration of like literally that property like i literally went to the movies the other day and saw the trailer for the Teen Titans Go movie that yeah. also is coming out right now. So I don't get it. Yeah, no, it's funny because, like, that one, yeah, it's like all over Cartoon Network all the time. They're making that movie, you know, et cetera. And, like, honestly, like, the thing is, like, if you want to do another Teen Titans thing simultaneously, it's not hard to adapt a lot of the 80s stories or whatever to a, like, superheroes in high school kind of fun story. Mm-hmm. Like, if yeah. you really want to, like, you know, do that kind of teen drama thing, you yeah. can do that. This thing just seems like it's like it doesn't really know what it wants to be. Yeah, has gone through just so many weird iterations. They're like, well, we're doing this Titans thing. So like they're like, doing. you know how much everyone loves Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> what if we made a worse version of Gotham? <laughs> Remember yeah. Gotham? That's on television. I, I think it's still right on now? television. I'm just. It's like the the tone of the trailer makes it feel like something that would be meant like aimed at. 11 to 13 year old girls yeah. on the CW and then Robin 
brutally but murders then, yeah. a bunch of people and yep. says, fuck Batman. And I yeah. was like, yeah. what? What? Yep. What did you just say? No. Uh, all so, very confused. But you know what? I'm lost, man. Yeah. Well, you know it's like surely better? Surely. Aquaman, man. Uh, <laughs> is no? Aquaman better? No. Because no. I w- I'm very confused by that Actually, trailer as yeah. well. That trailer... Badass. Like, that trailer, yeah. all it made me do is want either a real Inhumans movie with court intrigue and fun shit or whatever, or I swear to just a fucking Namor movie. Mm. It's like, Namor, Namor stories kick ass. This just looks like... This looks honestly, once again, ripped straight out of the '90s Aquaman when they, you know, it's like they gave him hair and a hook for an arm, and you know, etc. Whoa, hold on a second. Hook for an arm, Aquaman is a pretty fucking cool Aquaman. (laughs) So let's not let's. Let's, He was he was ripping his own hand off. Let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. He was ripping his own hand off before it was fucking cool, James Franco. So Um, I, I just I'm really confused by the trailer because I feel like the the story of the movie is told within. 12 seconds of the trailer starting and then it's two minutes of of people i don't recognize blowing things up and Mm -hmm. sharks with armor fighting crabs with swords or some shit what i can what i can say about this just is just that like i've heard i have not watched the justice league but uh movie (laughs) but i i have heard other people complain about jason momoa's like lack of charisma in that movie or his inability to and I didn't know, I, I had no idea what any of that was in reference to, but it is amazing how poorly he's pulling off any moments he has in the trailer. And and the trailers are, seem to be almost like, his lines are almost parodies of the lines he was accused of saying in, in Justice League. It's a lot of like, badass. I call, I call, he literally says, I call that an ass whooping. And stuff like that. Hell yeah. And then he says, like, redheads, gotta love them. Exactly. And I'm just like, what That's is this? Part. That's my favorite part. Yeah, there's, uh-huh. uh, there's, there's Which, by the, the wig they have her in in that movie as is well. It's great. It's so good. <laughs> she looks like a WWE diva. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't even know why I was holding out hope for it to be good. Like, maybe well, it's because like you I adopted similar, your whole look yeah, from him. I adopted my whole look from him, and I was like, don't fuck this up, Jason Momoa. <laughs> and I think I don't know who the, who's the director. James, James Wan. Do you think he intentionally set out to make Jason Momoa look cool and then fuck him? Yeah, I don't. Well, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. This here's the thing. Sabotage. Here's the thing. Is that the same criticisms I have of this trailer with Jason Momoa like see, not being able to talk apparently are the same criticisms I had of uh, the Wonder Woman trailer. Like you saw the original Wonder Woman mm-hmm. trailer, and you're just like, well, shit. Like they have an actress playing Wonder Woman who doesn't know how to use her mouth. For talking. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Hashtag uh, me too, bro. I tell you what. Uh, hey, she got the job somehow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Hey, oh. High five from Chase. High nope. five from Daniel. Nope, there was no high five um, from Chase. Daniel gave me a big old high five. Uh, just um, super big high five. Yeah, no, 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 it, was, it was her great five. work in the Fast franchise. That's right. Obviously. In the same with the un- under one James Wan. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. Was she in his, the one he did? I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't think so. Actually, yeah, who cares? But she the important thing is that was, despite the fact that they had, despite the fact that they had an, uh, an actress who can't talk playing Wonder Woman, they built a movie around the fact that she couldn't talk in kind of a fun I was actually talking about it afterwards it was kind of like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Twins or some of his early movies where they kind of made a joke out of them being this kind of aloof 
uh, kind of naive uh, foreign person was kind of the character. She's like naive foreign man was Wonder Woman's entire character. I believe there, fish out of water. Is, yeah, no, but fish. There's, no, no. There are fish out of water, but I mean her specific characterization, how she talks, how people react to her. She's like a naive child. She was like elf or you okay. know uh, that sort of like naive. A so foreign coming person. Coming to America. Okay. Coming to America, yes. Bring a mm-hmm. good example. And Drax. because, uh, in a way, yeah. But, uh, the, but so they kind of built it around her, so they created a space for her to be like, to be that way. Now, so I will say, I reserve judgment on Aquaman because despite the fact that uh, apparently Jason Momoa also doesn't know how to use his mouth for talking, that is. He had to get the job somehow, you know what I'm saying? Uh, sexual equality. <laughs> Um, but he, uh, uh, high fives all around, but, uh, despite that fact, who knows, maybe they, maybe they found a way to build a movie around him in a way. I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen, but doubt it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, by the way, I finally, I I found out a piece of information that solved for me the mystery of Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman poor, like bad choice to play Wonder Woman, uh, terrible studio making shitty movies and shitty decisions on a shitty schedule and yet the movie still was pretty good and had an interesting take on the approach to Wonder Woman that sort of worked blah 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 I found out why that was and what the story was behind it the genesis apparently of that Wonder Woman movie is very different than the genesis of the other DC properties which were just being farted out by Zack Snyder <laughs> and just the barrel of monkeys they have writing over it's there it's the music that plays whenever she enters the scene it isn't it it is uh-huh. Yeah, Jesus. So, <laughs> apparently, what happened was appa- can we get it screechier? Yeah. Uh, so, can, can I just say? Shut up! I'm talking. Uh, uh, apparently, I need to get through this anecdote. Apparently, <laughs> Patty Jenkins, the director, had approached Warner Brothers about doing a, a Wonder Woman movie like a decade earlier. So she had come up with an entire pitch, an idea, an approach. It was a project that she genuinely wanted to make and had a new take on and was passionate about doing that she had generated like again 10 years prior shortly right after she had won best picture for uh, monster uh that was and apparently dc had no interest in making a wonder woman movie at the time and so did not make it um and then uh so when they eventually went to do the wonder woman movie and couldn't we're trying to figure it out they they just went back hey remember there was a we have to hire a lady director remember that lady director that came to us a decade ago and really wanted to make a wonder woman movie they went back to her and said guess what you can make the Wonder Woman movie that you wanted to make a decade ago. And so really the reason it doesn't feel or breathe or move in any way like the rest of the crap DC is knocking out is that because it comes not unlike Wonder Woman herself from a magical <laughs> island far away from DC. where 2008. Uh, 2008. So, right. no, seriously, actually, what you're saying is uh, it's really interesting because I remember distinctly yep. when I was in high school, actually, mm. Uh, it was big news that uh, there was a spec script mm. that was literally Wonder Woman in World War One yep. that was bought up and yep. like with the intention of no 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 one ever had the intention of making it. Yep. I can't remember who wrote it, but it may have been around that same it was probably like, Patty Jenkins who was yeah, developing. Yeah, but it, I yeah. remember that being big big comic booky news yep. like. Oh shit! There's a Wonder Woman in World War One script yeah, that yeah, exists. Yeah. That sounds awesome. And they went back and they made that shit. Yeah. So just like you can imagine, like uh, an executive like opening the, that drawer on his big desk <laughs> mm-hmm. that he just hasn't yeah. opened in a long time, pulls out a script that's like super dusty. And he's like moths fly away. <laughs> 
He like <laughs> looks at all the dust blows off, and he's like, "Oh no, that's Ghostbusters 5. And he's like throws it down, <laughs> <laughs> pulls out another script. It's like, "Oh, Wonder Woman, here we go. Yep. Let's do this one." Yeah, and you know, God bless him because it, it it is it is a good it is a good movie. It works. Yeah. Um, and it's unfortunately, they're now having to take the couple things they're doing that work, like Wonder Woman, and by the looks of it. The amazing-looking Captain Marvel movie that they just released a trailer for, or at least a really good trailer, and they're going to have to bend the rest of the about cinematic. Shazam. You're talking about Shazam. No, oh, the, sorry. the, the yeah, original Cap- name of the character is Captain, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Right. Sorry, I mean the amazing Shazam trailer yes. they released the thing for. That's not his name. Uh, and that they're going to have to bend. Like the, both of those characters look like they fucking work. Mm-hmm. Make a build a universe around them. Don't put them in with fucking Henry Cavill. <laughs> I, I need to be educated as to why Shazam's good because I don't Sh- understand. Well, Shazam. Well, here's here's what's interesting about Shazam is that like back in the day in the 1930s, uh, Captain Marvel, as he was known, I'll keep it brief. We have three minutes left, guys. So I'm gonna do this. Uh, Captain Marvel, as he was known back then, uh, was more popular than Superman. You know, and he was more popular than Superman because of the the the, the conceit of his character was he was a, he was a kid, and when you said the magic word, Shazam would. Be, would take on the powers of a superhero and they played with that in the comic books it was hugely popular what I like about this movie is that rather than making a generic superhero movie out of that conceit what what is that a kid like a superhero who is actually like a 10 year old boy who has an idyllic idea of what superheroes are who is experiencing what it's like to have an adult body and all of those things you think of Big obviously the mm-hmm. Tom Hanks movie and they're basically making what looks like a really funny superhero version of Big and what's amazing Amazing to me is all the fun that you could get out of that premise. It looks like not only they're attempting to explore it, but they managed to really effectively communicate it in a trailer. Like I'm watching yeah. that trailer and I'm like, I'm a kid and I'm a superhero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the where he's like where he gets shot and he's uh, like, yeah. you're you're you can't die. Like you're bulletproof. You're bulletproof. He's like, oh, I am. He's like I am. You guys are totally dead. And he just like <laughs> yeah. beats the crap out of and they're yeah. leaving with the, the snacks. snacks. Like, Sorry about breaking your window, but you're welcome for not getting robbed. And that chick walks by, what's up? I'm a superhero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just, oh, it, is, uh, it is. If you want to know why I'm excited about Shazam, go, watch the Justice League Unlimited episode uh, where Shazam shows up. It like really distills down the whole idea of that whole thing into yeah. one single 22 minute thing. It's very fun, very cool. Cool. That's it. Do yeah. that. Shazam's a badass too. Mm. In the comic books, he almost kills Superman. In that one, was it Pretty Alex cool. Ross comic book? Yeah. Kingdom oh yeah. Come. Kingdom yeah. Come, guys. Pretty yeah. fucking cool. Uh, yeah, I'd say yeah. Shazam is the only thing I'm looking forward to from the DC universe here. Fuck so yes. if they can actually stick the landing on that, build the whole franchise around that, then we're good. All right, guys. All right, that was a good episode. And uh, covered a lot of ground here. Covered today, a lot yeah. of ground. Uh, I am going to be at the games, but Chase is not going to be at the games. So. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and get our let's go ahead and get our plugs in, guys. At Mr. Kyle Bogart on the Central Instagram account on the internet. At Cliff Bogart on an Instagram account. At a Supersonic Man on Instagram, Twitter, etc. At Chase Five Hundred Four. And I am at Arm and Hammer TV. You've been listening to Synthetic Androgynous Necromongers. There we go. Thank you very much, everybody. And if you see me at the games, say what's up. And if not, well, we're gonna catch you with a games recap show after it's all done. Good luck, everybody. Later. Later.